0: Got it going on. The people are revolting. Ooh, welcome to People Are Revolting A Daily Dose of Disobedience. The story is written by Dev Jot Goshal and Uditha Jaising, and is published at usnews.com. In June, a few dozen activists started meeting regularly at a seaside-tented camp in Colombo for hours-long sessions to think up ways to revive Sri Lanka's flagging protest movement. The group, which included a Catholic priest, a digital strategist, and a popular playwright, succeeded beyond their wildest hopes. Within weeks, hundreds of thousands of people descended on Colombo. After initially clashing with police, protesters occupied key government buildings and residences, forcing President Gotabaya Rajapaksa and his prime minister to promise to step down. I'm still trying to process it, said Chamira Deduwaji, a digital strategist at a major advertising firm who became part of the team that helped organize the uprising. It was 50% premeditation and coordination, another 30% willingness of the people, and 20% luck. In interviews, veterans of those small meetings described how they agreed on a multi-pronged campaign to inject a new life into the movement widely known as Aragyala, or struggle, in Sinhala. The movement had begun in March, when thousands took to the streets to vent their anger at lengthy power cuts and spiraling prices, and to call for the Rajapaksa family that had dominated the country's politics for much of the last 20 years to leave power. On May 9, Rajapaksa's elder brother Mahinda, president from 2005 to 2015, and at that time serving as prime minister, had stepped down. On June 9, younger brother Basil had quit as a lawmaker. So the Aragalaya activists targeted July 9 as the day they hoped to unseat the president himself. A plan emerged to combine online agitation, meetings with political parties, labor unions and student groups, and door-to-door campaigning to get enough people back on the streets for a final push, according to the three attendees. Public frustration at ongoing shortages, which has brought the economy to a standstill, and the president's stubborn refusal to step aside, had been simmering for weeks. Riding on trains, buses, lorries, and bicycles, or simply walking, huge crowds converged on Colombo on Saturday, outnumbering security forces deployed to protect government buildings, and upending Sri Lankan politics. Go to go home, the crowds chanted in Colombo's fort area, seething over the country's worst economic crisis since independence. They quickly broke into the president's colonial-era house before storming a portion of the presidential office and entering the prime minister's official residence 2.5 kilometers away. Rajapaksa and Prime Minister Ranil Wickremasinghe had been moved to undisclosed safe locations, and within hours they separately announced they would resign to allow an all-party interim government to take over. If he resigns on Wednesday as promised, Rajapaksa, once a war hero, who is both revered and feared, will become the first sitting Sri Lankan president to quit. I think it is the most unprecedented gathering in this country, full stop. Ruwanthi de Chikara, a playwright who is part of the core group of Aragalaya activists told Reuters representatives of the president and prime minister did not immediately respond to requests for comment on the protests and why they stepped aside because they were hiding the whereabouts have not been made public sri lanka has around 5 million households and 8 million active facebook accounts making online outreach an extremely effective way to reach demonstrators said diduaji the digital strategist. Quote, which means basically through Facebook, we can practically reach every corner of the country at no cost, Dedwaji told Reuters, sitting at a tent at go Village, the main Colombo protest site that mockingly refers to the president. In early July, one of those who received the group's social media messages was Sathya Charith Amaratunge, a mar- marketing professional living in. Moritua, some 20 kilometers from Colombo, who had taken part in an earlier anti-government protest. The 35-year-old took a poster he received via WhatsApp on July 2 that read, The Country to Colombo July 9 in Sinhala, and uploaded it to his personal Facebook page. That night he began preparing a campaign that would eventually see tens of thousands of people join him on a march to Colombo. Other... Aragalaya members reached out directly to opposition pol- political parties, trade unions, and student unions, including the influential Inter-University Students Federation, IUSF, in order to bolster support, according to Deduaji. One of Sri Lanka's largest student groups, the IUSW, IUSF, has a reputation for its political agitation and clash with security forces during recent protests, dismantling police barricades amid tear gas and water cannon. The Argalaya group also asked volunteers to visit thousands of homes across parts of Colombo, including middle-class government housing estates, some within walking distance of the main protest site. To bring people in from outside the city, activists appealed to more than 30 Gotta Go Village sites that had sprung up in towns and cities across the country. Late on July 8, police declared a curfew in several districts around Colombo, which activists said was aimed at stalling the planned protest. Police said the move was to maintain public order. Some core group members swiftly moved to safe houses, fearing arrest. Jivanth Pieris, a Catholic priest who was part of the activist group, worried that only a few thousand people would turn up the next day because of the restrictions. Fuel shortages had curtailed transport options for weeks. Quote, we honestly expected only 10,000 with all these restrictions, all this intimidation, he told Reuters, dressed in a white cassock. We thought 5,000, 10,000. Early on July 9, marketing professional Amar Tungi said he started off on foot from Moratuwa with around 2,000 fellow protesters, about the size of a group he had expected after a week of sharing posts on Facebook and WhatsApp. It was only when he left his hometown that Aramatungi said he realized how many people wanted to go to Colombo. Many had been angered by the curfew, which a police withdrew early on Saturday. In multiple Facebook live streams posted by Aramatungi on Saturday, several hundred people can be seen strolling down the main road to Colombo, some holding the national flag. By Amaratungi's estimate, tens of thousands eventually joined the march he was on and reached Colombo's fort area, According to the police official who spoke on condition of anonymity, the crowd there swelled to at least 200,000 people. Members of the Aragalaya Corps Group said several times the number took part as wave upon wave of people arrived in Colombo and marched towards the main protest site. Organizers had roughly calculated it would take around 10,000 people to overpower personnel, guarding each of the four entry points to the president's house, Deduaji said. In the early afternoon after dismantling police barricades and commandeering water cannon, protesters took apart the tall gates guarding the president's house and overwhelmed a large deployment of security forces. By night, Rajapaksa and Wickremasinghe official residences were occupied by protesters who uprooted fences outside the presidential secretariat and took over a part of it. Wickremasinghe's personal residence was attacked and a section of it set alight. Within hours, the leaders were ready to go. Quote, there were so many elderly, teenagers, youth, women, recalled Piaris, the priest who said he was part of clashes with police. People didn't want to give up and didn't want to withdraw. And didn't need to. And in the end, those folks were successful. If you want to check out back episodes of People Are Revolting, just go to peoplearerevolting.com can also follow on Twitter at people revolting keep revolting and thanks for listening if you want a sign that humanity still got it going on People are revolting. I think you just nailed it.